tonight, I feel surprised, Sam feels worse than Stephen Glass, and Kyle gets staunch about a trip to Germany. I'm Jeremy Clarkson, and this is the greatest football podcast in the world. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't, I don't know whether to cringe or <laughs> or what. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, but yeah, with with us today, uh, this is the False Ninety Podcast, of course. With us today, we have Carl and we have Lewis, and we'll look at uh, last week's um, Scottish Premiership action. And we'd start with uh, we'll start at Ibox, in fact, uh, for Rangers' two 0 win over Hibs. And let oh. the staunch come in. So, uh, Rangers v Hibs, yes. It was a good game. Uh, obviously, pretty, pretty comfortable in the end, I think. Hibs um, did much. I think had a couple shots on target. That was really it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, comfortable, comfortable for us. Um, obviously, Tavernier with the penalty. Early penalty, we could have called that. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Morelos. Um, by the been really good wins when you came back from Colombia so yeah uh, obviously it's good good win and obviously more more minutes under under Ramsey so yeah um, it's one of those performances where just Rangers are just better than Hibs it was just one of those yeah. ones where it just showed um, there's put a little bit of pressure on, on Maloney he's only been in the job you know a short amount of time but yeah. there's a bit, bit of pressure on him uh, after that game, because Hibs haven't been too good too uh, recently, um, mm. obviously made up for that at the weekend with a with a good performance. We we'll get onto that later, um, but we do want to have a quick look at the Tony Watt derby um, between Dundee United and Motherwell, with Tony Watt in fact on the score sheet uh, in a two 0 win for United. Lewis, take it away, take it away, Lewis. It just it just had to happen, didn't it? it was... <laughs> A premium level of fucking shithousery. Um, We're not talking about this, let's the last part. Yeah, we said yeah. it was going to happen, didn't we? <laughs> and it did. Should have put money on that. I said it was going to happen, and um, I was like, oh, he's, I, he's either going to like score an equaliser in some like true form of a mix of Harvey Barnes and shithousery, right? Or he's just going to score. And then... In terms of the actual game, the actual game was nothing to really write home about. Like it was probably one of the worst games of football I've watched. Uh, did Definitely one of. Did have a quick look Definitely. at the. Uh, sorry, I uh, did have a quick look at the um, at the stats. Or whatever. It looked like Motherwell had the most chances, but for what you're saying, it was like one of those games where it looks like they had the most chances on on just on paper, but it wasn't that much to write home about. Kind of like the. Kind of like the Celtic game a couple weeks ago where they had like so many shots on target but just could not score a goal. Um, this was before, obviously, the sort of recent... Like this, the, the resurgence, I think it was before Christmas. I can't remember, but they had like so many shots on target and just no goals. Uh, we just couldn't We just couldn't put the ball in the back of the, the, the Dundee United net. Um, but there was like incidences of Dundee United players kicking the ball out to the side, thinking someone was there and putting it out for throw-in. There was it was just an absolute shit show of a game. Um, but 
fair, all credit to Dundee United because when they had their chances, they took them and did score. Obviously, Tony Watt managed to get the second goal for uh, Dundee United. Uh, now, I don't know. I don't know. I presume you didn't watch the game. I assume you didn't watch the game no. anyway. No, no. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, well, from what I've heard, um, I didn't watch the game. I, I seen. I watched the highlights. Um, I seen. The, I seen the goals from. Obviously, Tony Watt gets one, and the first one comes in from uh, Dylan Levitt um, in the twenty ninth and fifty ninth minute. But um, from what I, from what I'd heard, um, seemingly there was a bit of afters between Tony Watt and the Motherwell uh, chief executive Alan Burrows, um, something to do with how he celebrated, like he kissed the Dundee United badge or something like that. Or mm. it was a bit like I think he just really went for like premium level shit housery. And obviously, I think there's a bit of afters with the fact that he kind of pushed his move to Dundee United through. Like, I don't think Motherwell wanted to sell him in January. I think we, we wanted to get... We were fine with him having a free contract because there's nothing you can do if someone's got a free contract. No one wanted him to move in January and he kind of pushed it through. Um, probably just to be his, his best mate, fucking Charlie Mulgrew, in it? But in terms of the game, the game was good, but... Well, the game was good from a Dundee United perspective, but just a quick game of football overall, to be honest. Um, quick one through of the other midweek games. It was a 3-2 win for Celtic at Pataudry. Um Celtic looked really dominant in that one. I think Aberdeen uh, lucky to escape with only a one-goal deficit. Um, Celtic under post Cogley looked really impressive. It's a shame Andy isn't on... Uh, today it's to only a matter of time when they drop points, that's all I'm going to put in. It's only a matter of time when they drop yeah. points. <laughs> um, uh, it was a 93rd minute equaliser from uh, Kane Ramsey for um, Ross County to scrape a draw against Livingston. Um, uh, St Mirren beat St Johnston 2-1 and uh, Kevin Davison came out and said survival would match the achievement of the Cup double last season. St Johnston at the bottom of the Premiership at the moment and it it doesn't really look good for them at the moment. I think at the moment they are beating Aberdeen, though. Um, yeah. Recording this as Stands. as as the game's going on. Um, so maybe they can come out. They they would want to survive. Obviously, I think they're out. They're out of both cups, um, so they can just focus on the league. Uh, so. And you know, hopefully they do set up. They were very, very impressive last season. And it was a uh, win for Dundee at Hearts. Um, that's bustling the chance to close the gap on the old foe at the top. Uh, I'd, I'd put this game down to a bit of complacency from Hearts because mm. they're just stuck in third place. I think they're ten points away from Rangers in second, and they've also opened up a ten points gap on on fourth place. I think Motherwell fourth at the moment. Um, they've opened a, a ten point gap between those as well, so it's it's one of those ones where whether you win, lose, or draw, it's you're just going to stay in the same place. And I think when teams are in that position, you just can't really you don't have the enthusiasm or the motivation to actually fight for anything if you're just stuck in one place. We are fifth just now, um, but we're only leapfrogged by Dundee United on goal difference. So I went on Saturday. will put us. 
above Dundee United if they if they lose to they are playing Rangers on Sunday. Yes, they are. That's a gam. I believe that's a guaranteed three points for Rangers. Um, well, obviously I'll get my prediction later on. Um, but I think I agree with you. I feel like Hearts are Hearts are where they are. They're not going to be able to chase, you know, Rangers or Celtic now. Yeah, they're in fact, they're in fact nineteen points behind Rangers, but also ten points ahead of Dundee United in fourth. So it's. Um, they're not gonna. They're not gonna get leapfrogged, but they're not gonna leapfrog anyone else. They, they really are. It's like between a rock and a hard place, or in this case, between a bunch of cocks and a staunch place. Um, <coughs> and I just, uh, I can't can't see them getting any worse. I can't see them dropping off. But I can't see them having this like massive resurgence and Rangers just having decreased levels of staunchness and losing it in second or mm-hmm. first. Um, the really, it's a, really, it's a two-horse race for the title. The Scottish Cup is could be anyone's because that's the magic of a cup. And the European spot is probably the other European spot is probably going to Hearts. Yeah, um, but there's no doubt about it. It's going to Hearts. They're not going to get overtaken by a, anyone. In fact, the table's really interesting. Aren't there's only three points between fourth. So there's only uh, four points between fourth and ninth, wow. and there's uh, six points between fourth and tenth. So it's really anyone's game who's going to finish in that top six from fourth to sixth, and then who's going to be be bottom six. Uh, Didn't realise it was that much. To be I know, it's, it's really really close in that like yeah. it was not either way could put anyone in a position. Um, but we'll move on now to the biggest stories of the weekend. And they come from the cup. Uh, it was the the round of sixteen, and there were a few big games in here. We're going to start with uh, Aaron Ramsey's first start at Annan for Rangers' three 0 win. Yes, yes, it was. It was obviously no disrespect, Annan. It was um, obviously going to be quite a favourable tie for us. Um, but yeah, they did show signs of um, early pressing, and then um, got to give them to be honest. But obviously, the opener came from Big Phil, so that was like, it's good to see him back. Um, I think we've been craving for another central defender because obviously Bassi is he, he does the job, but we need a proper like you know, big man like um, Hollander. So it's obviously good to see him get a goal. Um, Say, so I always. Sing my praises for Hollander. He's one of my favourite players and one of my favourite defenders. Uh, maybe not the fastest player, but he is defensively very good. Um, and he obviously continued to press uh, throughout the whole game. Um, and yeah, obviously, single came from Roof. It was another great finish from Roof. Good to see him getting a goal. Um, a lot of uh, criticism became under Roof recently. Um, I think now as well. There's um, a few things I read this morning about um, this positioning and stuff like that. Uh, what's actually going to happen with him in the club? Uh, but obviously he's, he's got a fair, a fair chance at the squad. He's, he keeps playing like how he's playing. Then he was all, all shouts with the starting eleven, and um, obviously a big Sakala with the Sioux um, celebration. Uh, obviously, uh, was it a shot? Was it a cross? Only he'll tell you that. But 
yeah, comfortable 3-0 win. Obviously, it was disappointing to not see a goal in the second half, but I think that we have to give credit to Aaron for that one. Um, obviously, good to see Lowry on as well when he came on. Um, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a decent win for Rangers and obviously a favourable draw in the next round as well. So, yeah, we keep going in the cup. Hopefully not fuck it up at Hamden or fuck it up against Dundee, but yeah, it's on course, it's looking pretty good. And obviously a good start for um, Zukovsky, whatever his name is, uh, that's right back. Uh, that's good to see him, he played a good game as well. And obviously Ramsey with the assist for the first. So yeah, overall decent, decent win for Rangers. But I'd like to see more goals, but you can't always get what you wish for, I guess. Um, there was another Premiership team playing against uh, League 2 opposition, it was a 4-0 win. Uh, for St Mirren over Kelty, it was one of those ones, again, it was one of the professional performance, easing past uh, lesser opposition. Um, I think don't think Kelty put up too much of a fight uh, in that one. Um, so St Mirren are through to the next round two. Um, I'm going to move on to uh, a game that me and Lewis both watched uh, last night. Uh, we're just going to jump around random games. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason here. Uh, we're going to do Peter Head and Dundee. Uh, me and Lewis both watched this one and both thought that Peter Head were were impressive in that one. They 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 pushed for a goal. They looked really really dangerous going forward. They just couldn't couldn't break through break through the defence. There was a shout for a, for a penalty, um, which really should have been given, but. Uh, Dundee took the lead from a penalty against the runner player and then got the other two goals on, on counter-attacks when Pete Head were pushing for for, for an, either an equaliser or, or a goal to get back into it. So it's one of those ones where I think a professional performance from from Dundee sees them through. Uh, it's one of those ones where you kind of like take advantage of of the the opposition trying to... Trying to Trying to push through and and fight for it, you just have to get them on the break, and that's where you get the goals. Um, it was slightly harder for Dundee United. Uh, they beat Partick only by one goal to nil. Uh, the Hearts goal against Orlando play Partick looked very impressive. Uh, likes of Scott Tiffany really impressed. Um, back and forth second half, Partick really could have. Could have uh, got a goal and uh, made it hard for them, but you know, it's those ones again. Premiership quality shines through. Sorry, you've you've said Scott Tiffany and all that's going through my head is the video that Partick Thistle put out when they signed him. <laughs> exactly. When I, wrote these, um, when I was writing down his notes, all I can think of is uh, uh, say, uh, what a, what a uh, uh, we said Scott Tiffany. <laughs> Yeah, beauty. Yeah, beauty. <laughs> that, was, that was it. Yeah, that was it. And I think it's been that announcement video. Like the guy didn't even try to sing along. It's just. <laughs> and I said, "What about we signed Scott Tiffany?" Yeah, beauty. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Um... <laughs> gotta love, gotta love Scottish uh, football Twitter. Don't you? Gotta love it. It's can't be it. It. And there was a meltdown on Scottish football Twitter when uh, Motherwell beat Aberdeen by two goals to one. Right. Um, and I come. Kevin Van Veen 
hates Aberdeen that's all I'm going to say right? <laughs> game kicked off I was full of just like I, I kind of come to the, this acceptance that this is where our cup run ends and I was kind of hoping that this is where our cup run would end because I'd rather have points in the league um, my, my pal Lewis he actually said to us you're either going to get beat uh, sorry, we're, we are either going to get beat in the cup and get three points against them next weekend, or we'll win in the cup, but we'll lose this weekend. Mm-hmm. This was before we knew what was coming, right? So, mm-hmm. game kicks off, but three minutes in, you have a goal from Ramirez. Um, just, just, uh, just. Uh, there's not even a, a word to describe it. Um, oh, just, just, just against the the, the runner play. Um, yeah. right, so Ramirez, anyway, Ramirez got the first goal, and I'm kind of standing there like watching this game in the house, thinking, "Fuck, here we go." Um, this is going to be about three or four now, Aberdeen. Um, and then we just picked it back up. Um, a, a poor bit of play from Scott Brown managed to get the ball into the path of Kevin Van Veen who slotted away our first goal uh, well taken effort just just managed to intercept it in the run of play turned, took the shot and that was it um, although the afters of that were hilarious um, basically went straight up to former Motherwell defender Declan Gallagher and just squared up <laughs> so they had a wee bit of afters um, and it, it just seems to be like a running thing with Motherwell and Aberdeen this season. I don't know what it is. I don't know why there's like so much tension between the two clubs. I don't know if it's purely because like the Declan Gallagher thing, and obviously just everyone hates Scott Brown, um, just for being a shit house, really. So like, this is like the second image that I've seen for a Motherwell game and kind of laughed at, like the. The Van Veen square Motherwell Aberdeen game, sorry, like Van Veen squaring up the Gallagher, the Tony Watt head pat on Scott Brown was <laughs> malarious. Um and then our second goal comes again from a poor Aberdeen clearance and it lands to a corner shield two slots away just before half time. Not much to talk about in the second half. Um Obviously, full-time whistle goes. Um, Motherwell managed to get the win. Now into the Scottish Cup quarterfinals, which is great for us. Um, I was actually saying, saying to my pal the, the day that if if we can get past our next opponents who will come on to, um, and the draw goes our way, there's no reason we can't make a final. But the only way I think that we could make the final is if obviously we can get past. We can get past the, the the quarterfinals, and it's an old firm semi. It has it would have to be an old firm semi, and then we would have to be playing St Mirren or Hearts. So yeah, yeah. we just have to wait see what happens. But I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, highlight of this highlight of this weekend after Van Veen's sort of square goal with Gallagher would have to be hearing the the vid, watching the video and just hearing um, Motherwell fans singing Twist and Shout and all you can hear is just a plethora of booze from the Aberdeen end 
as the team kind of walks off. Um, and obviously that kind of came to a, a horrible, horrible ending because, well, not a horrible ending, depending on how you look at it. Um, but obviously we've lost a manager this weekend. Um, well, we've actually lost two. Um, Queen of the South manager also walked away from the club, I believe, or got sacked. I think it's one of the things that you put, they've left the club by mutual consent, so like you've jumped before you were pushed. Um, but obviously I think we'll have to talk about the... The sacking of Stephen Glass. Um, yeah. All I'm going to say right now is uh, Aberdeen have scored. Uh, oh, that's one more. Oh. It was a handball by Middleton. Kyle. For God's sake. We're about to talk shit about Aberdeen and now you're giving them good news. What the fuck? <laughs> I, had, I had to jump, I had to jump in before we, before we dissed them. Trust Middleton to get a handball and then Kyle's having to say it. Yeah, so Stephen Glass was sacked after this game um, with the club, uh, with Aberdeen's only win in 2022 being against Edinburgh City in the Cup. Now, that's not good. Um, yeah. Uh, anyone, anyone can beat Edinburgh City. Yeah, Alan are beating Albion Rovers are beating Edinburgh City at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah, anyone could do it. Uh, so, there's been plenty of managers linked to the job. I think today, in fact, St Mirren rejected an approach from Aberdeen uh, to speak to uh, St Mirren manager Jim Goodwin. Um, other managers linked with it have been Neil Lennon, Jack Ross, Paul Lambert. Along with um, some slightly out uh, left field shots like uh, Border Glimpse, um, Kajil Knutson, and there's also been talk about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as well. Oh God! Which is can we please? <laughs> can we please get Ole? Like, can you imagine Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in Scotland? Like, oh well, 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 well. I think I think it's going to be a tough game against the Aberdeen. It's like, oh. Uh, sorry, a tough game for Aberdeen. It's it's going to be so weird. Like, how how much of a decline is that to go? Like, you've done a reverse Alex Ferguson <laughs> from Man United to Aberdeen. I mean, if you think of um, it this way, the other clubs he's managed were a uh, Cardiff side who are going to be relegated from the Premier League anyway, and, and Mulder, uh, FK Mulder, FK Mulder. So, like. They're the kind of teams who are on a similar level to Aberdeen, so it seems like a not bad shout, but obviously he's just been sacked from Man United. Whether he'll go to Aberdeen or not is a big question. Obviously, he would have had a good big payout from, from United, so I don't know. Um, Realistically, right, if, you're ta- if we're, ta- we're talking about Aberdeen, right, and you're talking about a manager that they probably need um, I feel like they brought in Glass as a development manager and have just not given him enough enough time to actually develop that squad like they, they brought in some good signings um, but realistically I would I, I don't want to see Jack Ross at Aberdeen I think um, we, we had a pod when, when Glass was appointed and we were talking about how He's come from, from Atlanta United. He's going to bring a completely different style of play. He's going to rebuild the squads um, to play that way. And he's been given only a few months. So he's not had 
this is this is the thing for this is the thing for Aberdeen. I think when the managerial contracts put down on the table, I'm, I think Aberdeen are. I've got three things that they want. Aberdeen want a top six finish, a good run, and to at least get to like the semi-finals of a league cup and a semi-final or final of the Scottish Cup. They haven't had I don't that. think I don't I don't think the manager's expected to win it, but I think they're at least expected to be up there with the the bigger the bigger teams in Scotland. But they've just not had that. That's a fifth round exit in the Scottish. Uh, they're currently the I think they're there. Yeah. They're currently with Levy on ninth. Uh, well actually they've dropped down to ninth now. Um Well this is this is this is as it stands. So if the game ends in one each, then they'll be on level points with Levy. Yeah. Yeah, and they go above them on goal difference. Um yeah. so but you know, they're still well, they're two po- well, they're three points off top six. Two they're points three, off three top points top. off fourth. So it's just it's. But you've got to think: was this the right time to get rid of glass? Like, I mean, personally, I don't, I don't think it was. It's only February. No. If you could have hung, they still could have had a good finish. They could have probably broke into the top six. But they, maybe they, not though, because that that good win. You know, Goodwin St. Mirren team's really good. That Goodwin St. Mirren team's not like, quite good, actually. And I don't think they'd do enough to obviously get past Motherwell now. If they'd held on to glass, probably. Um, but all you've done now is cause a managerial and a coaching staff shake-up at a crucial point in the season. Yeah. And Aberdeen's done this, like, so many times. They've done the same with Derek McInnes as well. So, and obviously... Well, they didn't do the same with Derek McInnes. Derek McInnes, they just kind of pushed and pushed and pushed until so he eventually left at the end of the season. Um, end of last season. But, yeah. um, and Sam didn't actually mention it. There's rumours that they are good, they might go to Kilmarnock to get back Derek McInnes. How, What's the fucking point in that? How tragic of a board do you have to be to think... Well, that's so poor. What what that's like, right? Is it's like you splitting up with your 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 girl? Sorry, Sam. Right? <laughs> 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 it's like it's like you separating from your partner, going and getting some like young younger model that you know it's going to like last a, like a good couple of years, and then you end up splitting, and then you just kind of run back. You're like, I'm sorry, we need you back, <laughs> please. Um, and it's like fucking right going through the list of people that Sam's just put out there Goodwin would have been a good appointment but St Mirren will not let him go no. that's just the bottom line of that Jack he's Ross a, he's a St Mirren legend exactly yeah Jack Ross ain't the man for that Aberdeen job no I'm sorry Jack Ross could barely do hips yeah. what hope we got what hopes they got at Aberdeen Um Realistically, they need a steady the ship manager just now. That's all they need. Point just Lennon get... in the showers. <laughs> oh, don't appoint Lennon, Jesus. It's even worse. Yeah, that's, worse than worse than, that's worse than all. Also, I don't think he would go to Aberdeen. I think he's got too much... Um, 
you know, he's too much. Who's, 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 who's taking them over the now for the game? It's Barry Robson, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's Barry Robson. Uh, under yeah. under eighteens. Yeah, but they haven't. They haven't because obviously Scott Brown is the assistant manager and player, um, so they haven't given him a shot at you know taking over the team even on an interim basis. Obviously, I hate Scott Brown. Right, it's not the right time for him to become a manager. Oh yeah, of course not. Yeah, he's, he's still got years playing in them. No, even if it is in Aberdeen or if it's a a lower team or whatever. I, well, he's done all right at Aberdeen to be fair, but become a manager if he has to become manager then uh, he's uh, yeah. he's not ready for it yet he's not ready for it yet he's managed some sort of League 2 English team I think he'll prove himself as manager well, to come back up here a lot of the a lot of the seemingly a lot of the managers the the, the chairman Aberdeen wants to go for are like gold star managers so they've all got like some form of football pedigree so he's oh, not going to bring Scott so he's not he's not going to bring Scott Brown up. Um, from what I've read, the likes of Paul Lambert's also in the field, uh, former yeah. Celtic midfielder, uh, Raphael Wicky from Basel. Jack obviously Jack Ross is in there. Uh, Grant McCann from Hull. Yeah, he was at Hull. And you also did not see the the Bodle Glint manager, no? Yeah, Bodle Glint manager. Apparently he's apparently he's number one number one uh, candidate. Uh, yeah, Knutson. 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 I think that is. I don't know Norwegian. Knutson. Knutson. Anyway. Yeah. And he did. He did, thought, he did all right for Hibs, to be fair, but at the end, it just got a bit, a bit dull. Yeah, and the same, yeah. same, same at Sunderland think, as well. It was just yeah, meh. same thing at Sunderland. I just, just think, just, yeah, he's he's not the man for that job. Like they, they're a club that kind of need steadying, and Jack Ross doesn't do steadying. Right, Re- realistically. Oh, now there's talk as well of Derek Adams, who obviously um, this this morning uh, left his post at Bradford City. I don't know. That's possible. That's possible. I could yeah. see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, and now you you wonder, did he leave that post? You know, maybe to try and get the Aberdeen job, or is it? I don't know how Bradford are doing. I'm gonna have a look quickly. I'm going to have a little look and see what happened there. Yeah, I guess it's only a matter of time until we actually find out, isn't it? Well, in, in the same way as well, as, um, I think they probably wanted Alex Neil, but he's just gone to, to Sunderland. Bradford, are, at the moment, they're 12th in League 2. Um, they're only they're eight points off the playoffs. I mean, you could see uh... the possibility that it was, it was, he jumped before he, could be, before he was pushed, but in the same way... They're not doing too badly. Uh, from what yeah. I've, from what from what I've just read, it came from he's on a local radio a ra- local radio interview in Bradford, and basically said that Bradford City would kind of boasted themselves a bit, and said that it's obvious that like Bradford wouldn't find a better manager in League Two than Derek Adams. <laughs> so that who left? <laughs> Slash you know, I'm so. 
I'm surprised he's not been thrown into the frame because he seems to get thrown into the frame any time there's a managerial job in Scotland. But Stephen Robinson is not in the bookies' odds for this job. Um, having said that, he's doing a good job at Markham. But um, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want to sidetrack, but I don't know if any of you've seen. Um, and I was quite, quite irritated by this. Um, so there was the Bolton Rotherham game uh, two weeks ago now, and basically there was about a, a, a parent. It's not confirmed, right? Um, incidents of racism towards the Bolton bench by mm-hmm. some Morecambe fans to the point that the game was stopped for fifteen minutes because uh, the Bolton players just refused, and the managerial team walked off the field. And you have yeah. Morecambe fans. Uh, Bolton, yeah. So, so they they walked off, and then obviously you've got Markham fans like, oh no, this was tactical. This was tactical. It's like, well, racism's not tactical. You yeah. know, you, you can't you can't start railing up fans to try and get some tactical racism. Racism's racism, regardless, and every team's got a right to walk off. Yeah, exactly. If they think there's something, something's not right. England, England done it against Bulgaria, Rangers. Against Slavia Prague, it's everyone's got a right to, to walk off. Um, so, so they walked off, and in and, and a presser afterwards, just Robinson was just going, like, oh, it's fine." Like the 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 um, the authorities can deal with that. Whereas, like the Bolton manager actually had a good thing to say about it. There is, but it's just I think I, I I don't know. I just feel like I feel like Robinson's went into England and just. Still, still the same shit manager, right? Like he's never recovered from Motherwell. Hey, like, does anyone ever recover from Motherwell? Um, in terms of managers, I've got better. In terms of anyone. Um, I mean, I'm recovered now. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone ever actually does go into better things from Motherwell, like manager-wise, obviously player-wise, yes. Um. But no, I can't think. Of, I cannot think off the top of my head of a manager that managed us and then, you know, moved on to a bigger thing. Robinson went to Markham. Before Robinson, it was exactly. <laughs> That's the point. You can't even remember him. No, no. Was, 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 was McCall not the manager just before he went to us? But again, that was banner years. Stuart McCall was our manager. Then he went to Rangers, and then that was before the playoff game. And then it was. At that point, it was Ian, Ian Barraclough. Yeah. You got um, Mark McGee as well. Right. Mark McGee. Now, if, as far as I remember, actually, I think oh, Ian Barraclough actually... I'm sure Barraclough went on to better things. Because um, I'm sure he actually... Nothing's better than your club, Lewis. That's what you need to say. I mean, nothing is better than my club. But yeah, he left. So he got... He got sacked by us in 2015. Um... As far as I can remember. Oh, I, oh, so he didn't get sacked. He left after the the, the two-legged final, and then that's when we got in Mark McGee. And then, obviously, Mark McGee... Well, we know what happened there. Full um, Mark McGee, yeah. Yeah. So, actually, I'll say Barakoff, because Barakoff's now the... Ian Barakoff's now the Northern Ireland manager. So the okay, one okay. That has, has kind of went on to better things. 
but I'm I'm totally sidetracked now. Um, but I just I just wanted to mention, obviously, like it's probably one of the first times in a wee while that Stephen Robinson's not been mentioned for a managerial job in Scotland. Because like when Hibbs lost them, when Hibbs sacked Heckenbottom, Stephen Robinson, when Celtic sacked Lennon, Stephen, Stephen Robinson, mm. when Hart when Hearts didn't have a manager and got rid of Stendhal, Stephen Robinson, um, and when Tommy Wright got sacked at St Johnston, Stephen Robinson as well. So it's, it's, it's weird. Um, not seeing him mentioned, yeah. It's weird not seeing him mentioned, but realistically, I think a steady the ship manager would be would be good. I'd even like to see the likes of and Sam. You and me talked about this last night. Like Neil Warnock's one of the big outsiders, but someone like that would steady the ship at Aberdeen. Yeah, I think and I, I think he, he spoke before about wanting a job in Scotland, not for the old firm. Um, someone who, who want, he wants to be able to challenge, you know, the old firm with with a relatively big club. Aberdeen would be perfect for that. Whether he would commute, because I think he lives in Cornwall. Whether he would commute that or uh, get somewhere up north in Scotland, then you know we'll have to see. But I don't, I don't see it happening. But I would like to see it happen. Yeah. I'd like to see it happen, but I don't think the Aberdeen board want a new one. I think no. they want. Realistically, they're either going to take, they're either going to try and get the the Bodo Glimpse manager, or they're going to try for like any anyone with a resume. Solskjaer's probably not actually a bad scout. Why would he go well, to Aberdeen though? Probably try and revive him, like revive his career, because that's what he'd done. When he left Cardiff, he went to Molde and won a load of uh, Norwegian Premier League, Elite Syrian, I think, yeah, Elite Syrian. So, he won a load of, like, he, he won a load, he did win a, a, a couple of leagues, and he is, he is kind of the man responsible for developing Erling Holland. So, yeah, I've got to take that into consideration. But for all, for all his faults as a manager, he did developed one of the best strikers now in the world so and actually that's a good place to to get on to um well in terms the of europa best... <laughs> the europa league oh we still we still got two more cup games to 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 cover um oh sorry uh, we have got um hold that thought lewis hold that hold the thought about the europa league <laughs> we have got we have got a little europa league intro um but we're not we're not gonna uh, reveal that just yet uh it was a uh three round win for hips over our both our both obviously currently top of the championship um marcus uh, put a little uh, voice note in the group chat he wasn't able to come today but he put a little voice chat as he said basically all the, all the media are against against Hibs saying you know everyone wanted our boys to win um this, this <laughs> good, <laughs> the most Marcus thing to say um yeah <laughs> it's not it's, uh, it's uh, not that everyone was against Hibs it's just that we wanted to see an underdog story yeah yeah, yeah. I, 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 I I just want to say like to those like young Norwegian or Danish kids that find that ball in about five years' time. So looking for sharing you yeeted into the North Sea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I seen that I seen that clearance. That was that was that was some clearance. Takes a ten years. 
That's what the commentator said. It was like, so to the kids in Norway that find that in a couple of years' time, and then you go right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Arshi. Yeah, I've had to come early lead, um, and they were very impressive. Uh, but uh, goals from January signings, Chris Muller and uh, Mitchell with their first goals for Hibs. Um, you kind of saw them through. They impressive performance in the second half, at least. Um, yeah. And I think our both out the cup now they can focus on the league and they can focus on promotion and I'd certainly like to see them in, in the Premier League. I, I didn't see the game but um, you've got to give credit to Arbroath uh, for obviously what they're doing right now in the league and for a fairly decent cup run as well. Um, obviously. Semi. Yeah, that league goal against. Yeah. That's true, yeah. But that, that first goal and obviously the first um, getting that first goal against uh, Premiership side like Kibbs uh, you've got to Give them credit for that. So oh yeah, definitely. I'd love to see them in the Premiership next season. I think that, they'll that, take, that, sure. take a lot of confidence to be able to take the league in the first place. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, it was also a 4 0 win for Celtic over Wraith Rovers. Uh, Celtic looked you know, pretty poor up until the 60th minute, but then uh, they ran rampant after that. Um, they only won the way did, did, did you see, I don't, I don't know what's his name, who did the penalty. It was it... Um... Oh... <laughs> And Andy was talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the near beat on Paninka. Oh, yeah. Or attempt at a Paninka. Like the softest Paninka you've ever seen yeah. to then sort of <laughs> end in like what. I, I don't know what he was trying to do the, for the, the rebound. He obviously, rebounds. I think he wanted to put his foot through it. Dug his foot into the turf and just it just rolled across the line. It was probably one of the worst. Yeah, worst penalties I've ever uh, seen. Long time with that Rockwich penalty in the, in the semi final of the cup. I still know stumbles from that bomb. But, but nah, all, all credit to Celtic. Um, I really did. I really was kind of hoping that they were going to play the weak inside so that Wraith Rovers could have gave them a game. It, it, it retweeted a little bit, but I, it wasn't that much. Yeah. Oh, I think I think it's the same thing. Like I think Ange wants the uh, the most amount of success he can get in the one season. And I don't think Ange, Ange to me doesn't seem like the type of manager that rests no, the big no, players for the, for the wee games. He's not care, he's not bothered. So like he he isn't he was not looking at Saturday, uh, Sunday. Sorry, he was not looking on Sunday going. Oh, it's Wraith Rovers, um, you can play our oh, BC. Oh, play the youth team and then bring out the big guns for Bodo Glimp. He, he played basically the second team with a couple of like wee youth prospects in there and then you know that like he's just going to fire. Like You know that those players have got minutes under them now so they're good wee substitutes for, for when they play Bodo Glimp this yep. Thursday? Yes, it doesn't look there. Doesn't the strongest, to be honest. Yeah, but if you give them a run out in a cup game, they're going to get minutes under their belt, and, and they're yeah, going to get better with that. And you mentioned, you, yeah, I think this as well. You mentioned the penalties. There was only one game that did go for penalties. It was a nil-nil draw between Hearts and Livingston. Uh, Craig Gordon was the penalty hero, uh, saving one uh, one Livingston penalty, and the other one uh, hitting the post. Hearts went through four three on penalties. That's all you can really say about it. I, I watched the highlights from this game and it was basically just like a 
20 second clip of the actual game and then the rest of it was the penalties <laughs> like it was a yeah. very shit game um but now we can move on to europe oh yes oh yes So uh, I feel bad now because like I totally missed it three cup games with like a premature European. Just teased us with the Europe. I think it's going to start talking about it's going to start talking about Solskjaer and Holland. There was like Holland Dortmund and there was like Dortmund Rangers. Yeah. Uh, here we go. <laughs> no, that would have been a good point to do it, but not that good with transitions. Um, but we do go to, to Dortmund. Dortmund versus Rangers in the Europa League. Playoff? I'm not quite sure they've changed yeah, it. Yeah, it's a playoff, yeah. yeah. Um, so, in fact, Carl, you are coming to Germany. I am. To yes. to watch this one. I am, yes. I managed to get a ticket as well. So, um, really excited. Obviously, it's been one of the, obviously the biggest stadium that I've ever been to see a game. So, I'm really excited. One of the lucky ones to get one the, the 500 uh, allocation, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yes, I did, yes. Very last minute, but um, managed to get to for me and my dad. So we leave tomorrow morning. We get a train down to London and fly to Cologne tomorrow. Uh, sorry, Thursday. Thursday morning. So yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, it, it, when, when the draw came out, this was one of the games that I thought this this is going to be really, really fun to watch. It's a classic European tie between, uh, between Dortmund, who have, who are, you know, always in Europe, one way or another, and Rangers who are making their European debut. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. their debut anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, on on the face of it, this is one of the one of the games that should be really exciting. Rangers, uh, Dortmund obviously the favourites, but Rangers, you know, they could put yeah. up a little bit of a fight. Um, and in the Europa Conference League, uh, Celtic will play Broder Glimpse. Broder Glimpse, one of the teams, again, really exciting. Um, they beat yeah. Roma 6-1 in the group stage, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. So yeah. they were a very you know, aggressive team. And this will be one that I think people will keep an eye on. It's, it's the hipster's choice for a game, I think, this one, Broder Glimpse and Celtic. Um, Andy will be keeping an eye on it for us. Hopefully, you can join us next week uh, to tell us about that first leg. Um, talking about both old firm teams, the news came out today that the rest of the old firms for the rest of the season will have an away allocation of 900, which yep. is for the first time since before the pandemic, I think there's been an away allocation. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, yeah, but it makes sense, to be honest. I don't understand why we didn't get an allocation for Celtic Park. Um, the reason why Celtic didn't get tickets they keep forgetting at Ibrox uh, was because there was no away fans allowed. And that was, that was the government rules, pretty much. So I don't understand why, when the rules now change, we didn't get any, but it's just Celtic being better. But anyway, um, no, it's obviously good to see getting a bigger... Obviously, it's obviously 100 more tickets uh, than... What it was for both teams before, uh, but yeah, and obviously it's exciting. Hopefully, be able to go to uh, an away day at Celtic Park, but um, yeah, hopefully. But it's good to see obviously the music back. Obviously, yeah, we'll clean up a bit of the cup as well. The, the quarterfinal draw was made. Uh, Hearts face St Mirren, Dundee United play Celtic, Dundee play Rangers, and Motherwell will play Hibs. 
Um, we're going to go back to a story that we had uh, last week in, about uh, David Gurley and Wraith Rovers. Wraith Rovers have announced today that they will uh, conduct a thorough review of the board. Uh, and results will come by the end of the season, uh, going by by the board decisions. Um, going through the decisions the board made to sign Goodwillie and um, what what decisions need to be made in the future uh, with regards to the people on the board who made those decisions. Uh, I think it's a step in the right. What decisions do you need to change? Like, the clear, the clear decision here is maybe look into the history of a player before you don't come sign, to sign them. Don't sign don't rapists. Don't sign a rapist. I don't, know, I don't know how this review is going to take until the end of the season to do it. It's yeah, literally no, four no. words, but... Yeah, it's, well, it's, don't mm. sign a... Right, yeah, that's yeah. all you have to put, right? And, like, what are they going to look into? They're just going to start seeing, like, transfer activity. It's going to be like, oh, who else could we have signed? Oh, Benjamin Mendy? Like, <laughs> no. It's... Oh, it's that's ridiculous. So, you've got a full... A full review into a board who only look simply looked just looked at someone's footballing pedigree, yeah, yeah, and didn't maybe think that the fact that he's a register well he's not a registered sex offender, but a civil court found him to be a sex offender. Yeah. Oh, so essentially, what you're saying is, is that basically, I think all Rafe will try to do is try and cover the, their asses as much as possible. Yeah. To be fair, right, see any job interview that you go for, they always do a criminality check. Every job. They always right. do, like, see what's happening. So ah, they always want to make... Why, like, why, why didn't the something. procedure... I don't want to go back, because this is last week's podcast, but... Um, why? Why didn't they do the criminal background? Oh, you're a sex offender, right, that's all right, mate. Yeah, no worries, as long as you score goals for us. You know what I mean? It's, it's not even that, though. Like, they don't even have to do... They don't even have to do a criminal record background check. It's... You just Google David Goodwillie, and it'll yeah, come exactly. up. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's just look at his Wikipedia page. It's like it's not that fucking difficult. <laughs> no, I'm glad that Sam's brought this up because that's actually pissed me off. That like, oh, we're going to look into how the board's done things. Well, the clear answer is the board done things wrong. You lost the captain of your women's team. You lost the game. actual women's team oh. itself because they have now disassociated from Race Rovers, haven't they? Wow. Yeah, and you lost your main sponsor as well, and a, a lot of supporters who refused to come to Stark Park and watch a rapist play up. Man. Yeah. So they're going to take they're going to take months to look at how the board made the decision, of which the board made. The decision within, I'd say, a few hours. Not even a few hours. Like, oh, who's a guy who can score goals? That guy done. Like, it's a joke, really. It is a joke, yeah. and they're an embarrassment. Yep. It's total. It's total decisionception, though, because the board's made the decision to investigate the board about a decision that they made. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Really. They've just made it more confusing for no reason so, at all. Yeah. So, so the board is investigating the board. About a signing that was made by the board. Yes. It's, do you know? Do you know what needs to happen at Rafe Rovers? From from what I can make out of this, it's Good. a complete overhaul of the board. Just sack the lot of them and get a new board in. Get get some fans in. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, get 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 some lifelong Rafe Rovers supporters in on that board. 
if there's such a community club as well, surely that would be the next option is to replace support with community supporters. Commun- community supporters, just who who will maybe look at like other championship strikers or lower league strikers that can score goals. There's plenty of them. You don't have to get just get. There's get plenty of them, and the majority of them aren't rapists. Yeah, correct. Correct. Like they could have, they could have went for like I, mean, I can't think of anyone on my head, but maybe they could have looked at someone like Kelly Kel- Kel- Striker, or you know, there's like so many other options they could have had. So who's he say it? Edinburgh City, for example. Yeah, oh, off the top of my head. They could have went for Edinburgh City. They could have looked at Kelly Hearts. They could have looked at Cove Rangers. You know, there's like so many other teams they could have looked at. Yeah, who's that? And, keeps banging them in for Kelly Hearts and them. It's Nathan something, isn't it? Um, oh, I can't. I can't Austin. remember. Nathan Austin, I think, is the guy's name. He's banging. You've, the got the old, you've got the old boy at Partick Thistle whose name skips me as well. He keeps banging. I mean, he scored a hat trick a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, anybody, you know what I mean? But anyway, so many other people from last podcast. So many, so many other people. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also um, some news today about. Uh, the uh, Scottish Women's League. Um, the majority of the 17 women's Premier League clubs have voted to leave the uh, Scottish Women's League and to join a new um, new Women's League well, uh, run by the SBFL. Um, so it'll be more integrated with the, the Men's League. There'll be two divisions and a League Cup. Um, Obviously, we don't follow the the women's league as much as we should uh, on this show, um, but I watch a few of the Rangers Celtic uh, women's games. Yeah, it, it seems good. Uh, it seems good to integrate it in in with the men's league. I'm sure there'll be more integration and more yeah uh, cooperation between the two, and it's good you know to bring them together. Um, hopefully, that that means there's more chance of people who don't really have an interest in women's league being able to, to catch it, I'm sure uh, being part of the SPFL I'm sure get, you know, T V rights, that kind of thing, which which can only be a good thing for the for the yeah. for the statue of the game. Um, goal flash as well guys, goal flash. Uh, Mbappe's just scored last minute against Real Madrid to one 0 Actually good goal to be fair, really good goal. Skin the guy under Cortez's legs. So goal flash there. <laughs> Talking of Goal flashes. Yeah, go on. Sorry, go, go on. Uh, I think just just to go back to like this whole women's league um, SPFL thing. Like, this is big news because I think the attitude towards women's football in Scotland is better than any other country in the UK. I don't think there's as much an attitude towards it in the, like in England or you know, but the Scotland the Scottish women's team. Just like I think everyone needs to remember, the Scottish women's national team qualified for a major international tournament before the men's national team did. Yeah. So you know, like the the last time before Euro twenty twenty was France ninety eight for the men's team, but the women's team got to France twenty eight. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a year after the Russia World Cup. Sorry. Um. So this this merger is good because it's just going to bring more exposure to the women's game. But on top of that, it's good for girls. Like 
young girls who are like maybe playing football and it's like one of the like typical things like you know I, I, I do think like if a young girl plays football she, she's maybe shamed for it because it's like you're, you're playing a boys sport or all that it's like well you can be like well but there's a there's a, a fully competitive league and you know like girls will get idols from it you know the, the same way that boys like the same way that maybe when, when Kyle was growing up, he, he maybe idolised like, like Natural Novo and stuff like, mm-hmm. or or Barry Ferguson, like anyone like that. And like, but for me growing up, it's, it's the likes of Phil O'Donnell and Higdon Craig, like all these Stevie Hamill. Like, there's just so many players like that. And then from a girl's perspective, maybe they're going to go along. I don't know, like a Celtic women's team, Rangers, Hibs. Within, Hibs were in Europe. Yeah, exactly. I went to to um, Hibs Women's Champions League game against I think it was Slavia Prague. In fact, um, huh. it was lost four 0 but it, it was it was an enjoyable game, and it was one of those. It's, it uh, played it at Easter Road, um, which is a, another thing which which I hope happens more is more women's games at, at the big men's stadiums. Um, I think if I think if they're lined in with the SPFL now. You have to give them a chance to play in the ground. Oh, exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure that will happen. And I know you're not. I know from a Celtic and Rangers perspective, you're not going to get fifty thousand Rangers fans at Ibrox to watch the women's team. You're maybe only going to get like fifteen, ten, fifteen thousand. But it's not that. It's it's more the fact that these teams can play in in their actual stadiums instead of like training grounds. Yeah, like for for example, yeah. like the the women's league for us is it is in training grounds, or occasionally they'll put them into like the Penny Towers Stadium in Airdrie, or up to Broadwood in um, Cumbernauld, like Clyde. So, mm-hmm. like it should be like it should be in in Scotland. I know it's not the same like in England. I know all the women's games are still also played at either training grounds or second stadiums, but. If we're now if, if we're now merging our women's league with the SPFL, it should be the Motherwell men's and women's team can play at Far Park, the Hibs team can play yeah, Easter Road, so on and so the, forth. But the thing is with that, women's games also are on Saturdays. Let's say Rangers are playing on Saturday and women's team are, then then what? Well, I'm, I'm sure they'll sure they'll work it out. So maybe maybe maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Rangers men are at home one week, Rangers women are at home the next week, that kind of thing. Yeah, but that but that that might clash with. Celtic, for example, because whenever Rangers play at home, Celtic play away, or the opposite way around. That's how it works. So if there's guarantee there's going to be clashes. There's going to be clashes. So no, I wouldn't agree with that. Uh, obviously, I don't think Rangers women's are going to get ten, fifteen thousand. There's no chance. That's why they they are in the training ground, um, where mm-hmm. there's there's probably a couple hundred maybe that turn up, or if it's an old firm, maybe a thousand or whatever. There's no way that's going to get ten, fifteen thousand. Obviously, the 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 stadium that we have in the training ground is is pretty good. Um, so no, I, I don't think that it, it clash a lot with the men's um, games and also might mess up the whole mm. thing. If Rangers going to clash. There's going to be fights. Let's be real. Um, but that's just I from from a Glasgow that, perspective, anyway. I think that's a worry now for the Scottish Cup quarterfinals. The fact that Rangers have Dundee and okay. Celtic have Dundee United. I think they're having to try and work it out so that Rangers play on the Saturday, Celtic play on the Sunday. Or maybe maybe they have one, right, on, right. one on a Friday, one on a Monday even, if they have to. Uh, yeah, because 
the Scott, like, because you, you just can't have the two Glasgow teams playing at the same time in Glasgow because it just. Or even in Dundee because they won't be right next to each other as well. Exactly. So I don't yeah. think it's going to work with the, with the women's in the stadiums, to be honest. No. I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be there. I'm sure once once the SPFL, I'm sure the SPFL has a way of, of organising it, um, even if you've got Neil, Neil Doncaster in charge of it. But there'll be a way of organising it. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure there'll be a chance for. More women's even if you even if you pump more money into the the women's league, so if they can get a sponsor, for example, if they can get Cinch into the women's league, or well, actually not Cinch, um, they sponsor yeah. everything. Mate. I mean, I mean they do, but like, could you imagine if just for like a bit of banter, right? Like the SPFL are just like fuck it, let's get let's get the Kazoo women's league, right? Like get the rivals in there, but um, it probably will be Cinch. Realistically, Singe have every league in Scottish football. There will be the Singe Women's Premiership and the Singe Women's Championship. Championship, probably. yeah, and there's probably Singe League Cup as well. But yeah, but like, or, or maybe maybe um, maybe Premier Sports or someone will want in on that. Although yeah. I would quite, I would prefer it to be honest with you. If, it, if it's women's league games to get more exposure to it, I'd rather they were like same as what they do in England for the Women's Super League. They have it. It should be on the Beep or on ITV or STV or something. Yeah, and they have like red, yeah, red button, red button. It just put it on the red button so that like folk can watch the games. Um, but if they're going to invest more money into it, I think they should have like that should allow the clubs to do some stadium development, at least like make a training stadium kind of thing. Yeah, proper rather than I think <laughs> I think Hibs women's teams play it. Um, play at Ainsley Park and Spartan Stadium, like mm. that's it's a decent them, lower division stadium for men's, but it, yeah. So you could like redevelop the the Hibs training centre and have like a wee like just not like a massive maybe like a two thousand capacity stadium, just like a wee stadium there. Something oh, yeah. So I know I know Rangers do have one at Murray Park. Um, yeah. Hearts will have Orium. I think there's a few few people a few hundred could fit in there. You imagine a two thousand seat stadium ahead of what Sam at Peter. Oh, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of the hockey fields and put a big stadium. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of just just like any anyone just a, any Hibs fan to get one over hearts. Just like there's just toilets and everyone just putting Hibs stickers in the toilets and stuff like. Um, nah, I, I, it's a good idea. Like, just develop. We like get a wee bit of money in there. Help them develop some stadiums, get more exposure to the women's game. Instead of making them play in secondary grounds or training or training grounds. Yeah, it's definitely good news. Um, yeah, definitely. Moving on to more good news uh, for Lewis. We're going to go to the predictions now. Um, so last week predictions, uh, the only four of us that actually did predict. Um, but in fourth place, you have me with eight points. In well done, Sam. Woo. In third place, uh, with ten points, is Kyle. Hey. In second point, uh, in second place, with twelve points, is Andy. But in first place, with thirteen, will be Lewis. Oh, well done, Yeah, Lewis picked up um, two correct results. Got. Dead on for Rangers Hibs and dead on for Peterhead Dundee. Yeah. Oh shit, that's a 3-0. Dundee. Yeah. Fuck. 
Yeah. Right. So, so did you, Kyle. In fact, you got that one dead on as well. And yeah, yeah. Um, Andy got dead on for uh, Celtic versus Wraith Rovers. Uh, but moving on uh, to the predictions that we will make uh, for the upcoming European games and league games, we'll start with Dortmund versus Rangers. Oh, I'll let you go first. I'll let you go. I want to hear what you are saying before I make my end. I think the big news from this game is that Erling Haaland is out, so he won't, he won't he? be. Able, yeah, yeah, he's. he's I oh, think he's picked up a fuck. picked up a niggle, so he won't be able to play in this one. Thank fuck. Man, I should win now. Um, no, I, I will come in with my prediction now. Um, because I, I did see that at the weekend when Dortmund played, uh, the odds for them to score like two, 2.5 more goals were like really, really high. Yeah, they beat Union Berlin 3-0. 3-0. So, and everyone was kind of writing it off because there was no Erling Haaland. So, like, for them to score more than two and a half goals was, like, some ridiculous odds and the bookies have now kind of shit their pants a bit. Because yeah. that Dortmund team without Holland can still score goals. But, yeah, um, their front line is Julian Brandt, Daniel yeah. Marlin and Marco Reus. Like, there is a lot of goals, goals in there. Don't hurt my ears. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to... But I really... I, I'm going to say... Being the fact that it is at the West, um, it is at, I, I just, I'm just going to say West Farland Stadium. Um, Signal Dinner Park. Signal Dinner Park, same thing. Um, but given the fact it's in Dortmund and you've only got 500 Rangers fans there, well, those 500. You'll ah, uh, make a lot of noise, but I just can't see you beating Dortmund. I, I'm no. sorry, but I'm, I'm going to say 2 0 Dortmund. And maybe with the potential for Rangers to pull it back at a full capacity at Ibrox, but yeah. 2-0 Dortmund, realistically 2-0 Dortmund. I think, more than anything, I think this game will be more about the who will win the midfield battle between Jude Bellingham and Aaron Ramsey. Never thought I'd say that about a Dortmund Rangers game. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think Rangers definitely strengthened in January. I thought it was going to be a blowover when the, when the draw was made. I think now, with Aaron Ramsey in there, he's probably not quite to full fitness yet, but I think he's, a, he's got enough quality in them to maybe make this not a huge walkover. Dortmund's still a good team, missing Erling Haaland. I think we're going to go with 3-1. I think Dortmund will win 3-1. I think. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Sam. I think Rangers are going to 1-0 up, and there'll be absolute scenes in the Rangers' end. Um and then, yeah, we'll just get walked over, I think, so... Yeah, 3-1 for me, for Dortmund, yeah. I, I, this is probably one of the only times I've said Rangers will lose, but... You, you, you can't underestimate the quality of uh, Borussia Dortmund. Like, one of the biggest teams in Europe, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Second yeah. in the Bundesliga at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a struggle, definitely. <laughs> but anyway, it'll be a good trip away. For, uh, so we have another game in Europe between a Glasgow team and a team that plays in yellow and black. We have Celtic versus Buda Glimt. Where is it? Celtic Park first? It's at Celtic Park first, yeah. No. Uh, 2-0 Celtic. Now, the, the perk for Celtic is, is that um, they're uh, Edinburgh friends. 
done a raid of Bolo Glimpse in January. Yes, of course, yeah. I think so, I've... my prediction for this one, I'm going to say, given the fact that the likes of Leila Bada and Furuhashi, uh, Maeda, and I can't remember what the other boy's called, Hatate. Yeah. Like, given the fact that they're all firing on all cylinders, yeah, this is going to be, I'm going to agree with Kyle too. No, I'm going to say 3 0 Celtic, actually. 3 0. Because that seems to be, that seems to be their, their magic number just now. So 3 0 Celtic. Yeah, I think as well. I wouldn't underestimate Bodo Glimp, though. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't underestimate it, but. They'd beat. They'd beat. They'd beat. They'd beat. They did sell some of their, their, their assets to Hibs during the, the window. And as well, they play a summer league. So at the moment, it's technically their pre-season. Um, no. So they finished their league, their league campaign already. Um, so they haven't restarted yet. So it's technically in the middle of pre-season for them. Um, so it's, it's, it's... The odds are stacked against them. I do see them scoring, but I'm probably gonna go with a Celtic two-one win. I think. Yeah. So it's a tough one to call that one. I think it's. it's you don't know what to expect from that one. Um, but uh, going into the Premiership games at the weekend, we have Hibs versus Ross County. Uh, Ross County scoring are quite good. Hibs are. Not playing well at all. Uh, Will they get the cup bounced, though, Kyle? That's the, the question. Are they going to get that rebound? I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm going to say one each. One one. Okay. I think I think Hibs will get that cup bounce from beating from beating our growth. Um, and it's at home. It's going to be, you know, a tough-ish game. But I do see them seeing us out. I'm probably going to say two-one. See, I've just said that to Kayla about the cup bound, and then I've just remembered that Ross County do have the league's top goal scorer now. Bill. Yeah, it's level with Benelos, I think. Uh. It just makes it so much better. Tony Watts slept up. Anyway, um, I just I don't know how to put this one. Um, you know what? What? I'm just gonna say a nil nil. Tell me. I know. Well, what, what did you think I was gonna say? Like five five. <laughs> 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 I know that a five each. Yeah, that that ain't a game that's gonna end five each. Um, I'm just nah. I I just can't see Hibs scoring, but I can't see Ross County score. It's it's really difficult. I'm just gonna say a draw and play it safe because at least if it's a one-one, I'm still gonna get the point. Yeah, true, true. Um, and next up is the rematch between Motherwell and Aberdeen. Oh, da da da. Oh, do I 3-1 Motherwell 3-1 Motherwell Oh, oh 3-1 Motherwell Big call, big call 
Yeah, two but goals, on the high two, end, I guess. Two two goals from Kevin Van Veen. Two goals from Kevin Van Veen. Van Veen hey, Van Veen. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously you use her on a very big guy from beating them. And obviously they've just drew against St Johnston, who are sitting bottom. Oh yeah, I finished one one uh, that game. Yeah, one each, yeah. Uh, right, I'm gonna predict two one Motherwell. I think this all depends on. I don't think they will, but it depends on if Aberdeen gets someone in before the weekend. Um, I, doubt, no. I, doubt, I doubt they will. Yeah. So we have time to appoint a manager as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's, February. It's very, very hard to find someone who doesn't is not employed at the moment. Um, uh, and it is wedding. It is Wednesday tomorrow. So, like, realistically, if they're going to get in a new manager and they go for like someone from outside of, outside of Scotland or outside of the UK, they're going to have to get them a work yeah. permit and stuff. Yeah, true, true. Especially if they go for the Bodo Glimpse manager. Although that would be funny if they manage. Oh, is it easy? They are in Scotland on Thursday, so... Imagine if he sign him on Wednesday, he leaves on Thursday just before the Europa League, uh, Conference League game. Nah, that would be funny, to be honest. Would be funny. Gets his work permit when he's in (laughs) Glasgow. For this one, I I think I'm just going to go with a a 1-1 draw. I think... I think don't think Motherwell will repeat what they did uh, in the Cup, but I also don't see them losing as well, so I think it draws... Draws a safe way to go. Uh, next up, uh, we've got Livy and St Mirren. Oh. One nil St Mirren. Oh. This one, one nil. HD one this year. One nil St Mirren. That's what I'm going with. One nil. This does look like it's going to be a taste one. I think. <laughs> It's it's hard to judge again because these teams are just so close together in the table. Um, I do think it'll be a St Mirren win, yeah, but not by too much. I think we're probably going to go with two one. Mm. Mm. I'm going to give Lewis. Go one nil. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, one nil. I was going to give you Sam, but mm, I don't think there's been that much goals involved. Really, it's not that. Game, I don't think so. Yeah, one Nelson. Uh, it's uh, travel to Perth next for St Johnston versus Hearts. Mm. Neither Hearts are going to win that one. I, I think Hearts are still. You know, I said that Hearts were going to recover against Dundee um, <laughs> after that humiliation at Ibrox. I don't think they've recovered yet. I feel like even that cup game, Levy could have won that had it not been for a post and Craig Gordon. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I forgot about that game actually. Do you know what? I'm gonna give it to the Saints. I'm gonna give it to the Saints. I'm gonna say two yeah. one St Johnston. Um, I think I'm gonna disagree with both of you. I think St Johnston. Uh, I haven't actually looked at the get, uh, highlights, but they got a 1-1 draw with Aberdeen, uh, managerless, but, I mean, you can only play what's in front of you. Um, and I think, again, you just said, Hearts haven't recovered from Rangers. They, you know, scraped through in the cup. They lost to Dundee. I do see a probably a, probably a 1-1 draw here. Yeah, I'm going to go with 2-1 Hearts. Yeah, I'm going to go with 2-1 Hearts. 
Mm. DC Hearts dropping points again. Uh, but Saints probably not making up as much as they should. Um, it's Tanner Dice next for Dundee United versus Rangers. 2 mm, 0. Is it Dundee United, yeah? <laughs> no. Don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't, we would not be scoring much like more than three apart from after the Allen game so yeah just a, just a quiet and cheeky 2-0 right. yeah. you, you would have played in the in the Europa League anyway so it's probably one yeah. of those ones where you're, you're gonna you're gonna be tired from Germany but you're not gonna be so tired that it's gonna be hard to beat Dundee United so right. tired from celebrating tired from celebrating <laughs> 90th minute consolation go on a 6-0 loss 6-1 loss <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wouldn't be the first time that Rangers have seen a 6-1 loss anyway <laughs> shut up banter <laughs> <laughs> years banter years right I was when uh, Moshley went I was fucking a boxer mate <laughs> I took a swing at Lee Irwin aye um uh just actually put in on that. Um, my pal was at that game, and he's one of the first people you can see. Like, you can actually see him while Mosley um, and Burwin sitting scrapping. So, uh, he got on Sky Sports Break, got on the back of the back of the camera on Sky Sports Breakfast. That he's his life goal there. Anyway, um, just just to um, aye, I'm going to agree with Kyle. Two two nil Rangers. Two nil two nil to the Rangers with a penalty. Oh yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna go slightly similar, but I think Tony Wall scores. So I'm gonna go with three-one uh, to Rangers. Uh, <laughs> last game of the weekend, it'll be Celtic versus Dundee. Four 0 Celtic. Do you know Dundee? No. <laughs> 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 yeah. Charlie Adam Masterclass. Charlie Adam Patrick, here we go. Oh yeah, here we go. Come on. I think yeah. Oh, it's all now Celtic. Yeah, Celtic. No matter what they do, they're both they're playing at home in both uh, the Conference League and and in this yeah. game, so they shouldn't have too much of a European hangover. I'm good to go. Probably yeah, three now. That should be should be easy stuff. And talking of easy stuff. That's the pod done. Uh, so thank you, you two, for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you again next week. See you later. See you later. See you later. The False 90s podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, and our website at false90s.wordpress.com. For updates, follow False 90s on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Avia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune.